0: Seriously, first of all, I actually really like escape rooms, and, and when you think about it, living in London, like 29 quid an hour for a huge room in central London, yes please. That's like, that's good rent. That's good, good price. That's
1: very, that's very reasonable. <laughs> um, I, I, I think I've changed my tune about escape rooms, now that I've think, now I just don't thinking-
0: escape, <laughs> stay there, it's great. Just,
1: hold on, it's less of an escape room and more of a sarcophagus? <laughs>
0: There's no windows, but hey, fantastic transport links.
1: Uh, I mean, the, the, the thing that would make it, I guess, especially unusual is is that unlike a normal flat, you would have to solve a bewildering series of puzzles before going to work every morning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's just being a woman for you.
1: Hello again, and welcome to this fine, later in the week, possibly weekend, who knows, let's see how busy Nate is, episode (laughs) of Trash Future, the podcast about how the future is trash. First, I'd like to issue a correction. Uh, In the last episode we did, I said that I nailed the intro, when upon listening back to it, I realized that I actually said the word future twice, so I still haven't actually nailed the intro yet. (laughs) So I'm going to try to nail the intro this time. Welcome to Trash Future, the podcast about if we do not implement fully automated luxury gaze, gays, gays, communism. shit, I said skates. I said skates communism, the future is and will be trash. I didn't get it today. I will get it in the future. Why have I given myself a tongue twister that I have to say like multiple times a week for my
2: podcast that I made up? I don't know. I might just not <laughs> like myself very much. Welcome to Pepper Future, the podcast about how Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. <laughs> <laughs> How Peter Peter Piper redistributed the peppers among the needy. (laughs) Um, How Peter Pepper opened a pizza restaurant (laughs) in a basement. (laughs) And then he was killed. Peter Piper's pedophile pizza. um... (laughs) Plain.
1: Yeah, plain. Excellent. Excellent. We are here today talking about uh, North Korea and all of its... Glorious and wonderful um, ins and outs and the bounty that it provides to its people and the ways in which it resists U S (laughs) imperialism. Very little of that was actually sarcastic. Some of it was not as much as maybe a lot of liberal outlets, such as maybe Vox, which may, we might actually read from later. Uh, who am I joined with from
2: my, uh, right in the ball? Hi, uh, it's me, Milo Edwards. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Milo underscore Edwards. Uh, You'll find that I am—I'm uh, one of the few foreigners in Russia this week who hasn't taken a controversial selfie with uh, Ramzan Kadyrov, or <laughs> as is also known, Ed Sheeran if he had gigantism.
0: Oh boy, my name is Olga. I'm a comedian. You can find me on Twitter at Rock and Rollga. And I'd also like to issue a correction: turns out Jurassic Park isn't actual science.
3: Hello, I'm Jake Warren. Thank you very much for having me. I'm a journalist um, who specialises in shall we say, the more interesting places and people of the world. And I have uh, some pretty strange experiences with North Korea. Yeah. Um, so The y- original
0: escape
1: room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that might have been East Berlin. Um, <laughs> so you have, you have been to North Korea many times in your capacity as a
3: journalist and filmmaker. I believe you said you went with Vice? Um, well, uh, yes, I haven't been many times. I've only actually been the once. I've been, actually, though, I got officially invited back yes. yesterday. Friend of the regime. Well, I do get New Year's Eve cards from them. And a few years ago, they did actually... are in better
0: terms with them than I am with most of my exes. (laughs) (laughs)
3: That's one way of putting it. I mean, they did send me this lovely calendar with the um, big writing of uh, Kim Jong-il and Kim Il-sung, Forever They Are With Us, which I have hanging up at home. And uh, next next to um, my Hezbollah flag, which my... um, my window cleaner cuz i keep it at my mum's house discovered a few weeks ago and he was very close to calling the police until i had to explain no i'm not a terrorist
0: well there was the-
1: i'm actually
3: <laughs> a
0: friend of north korea
3: <laughs> so we're um now that there
1: is has it, we, it seems like we've taken a or, or maybe we're being taken for fools but it seems as though we have taken a a sort of step towards peace on the Korean Peninsula, a look towards actually ending the war that's been dragging on there. You think that's, that
3: there's any, any credence to that? Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know, the Donald in all his glory of seeking photo opportunities with strange and wonderful sort of authoritarian leaders is definitely doing some that's good. That's Ramzan Yeah. Well, that's probably next on his list. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I think <laughs> clearly you have to give some credit to mm. the Donald, you know. It's a historic meeting that's taken place.
2: Yeah, we're, we're all here. We're wearing MAGA hats. Uh, we- <laughs> the man can make a deal. I mean, he ran on that basis. I heard it said a thousand times. Could anyone else make this deal with the North Koreans? No. Donald went in there and he was like, look, I'm telling you, it's $50. It's three steaks of your choice. And you can have sex with any of these women from the 90s, okay? If you don't take that... You're a madman,
1: <laughs> Kathy Ireland, and I are still on very close terms. <laughs> <laughs> the summary is essentially that Donald Trump has gone to the Korean Peninsula for reasons that we'll get into, but that definitely aren't, probably aren't related to wanting peace in the Korean Peninsula. But has sort of accidentally produced co- peace in the Korean Peninsula, um, or at least is getting there. But before we sort of jump in, um, I, there is a New Yorker article by E. Tammy Kim that ends. Uh, President Moon of of South Korea, surely knowing his man in Washington by now, did not respond to any of Trump's unscripted remarks, but after the summit issued a short statement congratulating the U.S. and North Korea on a successful and historic meeting, praising Trump for his initiative and promising to work towards inter-Korean peace. South Koreans do not trust Kim or Trump or believe in the possibility of a quick reunification. They are simply aware of the toll that 70 years of national division have taken and are eager for an alternative future. And... I think that is the passage to keep in mind when we then sort of explore the rest of this, which is when you ask actual Koreans, they're like, "Yeah, this is basically a good thing," because who, boy, are there a lot of people, mainly uh, liberal think tank wonks, who think this is a terrible idea.
3: I mean, I I think it's a good thing. I mean, you talk people from South Koreans and people that are, you know other than I means can't speak. From people I've spoken to, they think it's a good thing because homogeneously they are one people. There's no no nothing ethnically different from a North Korean to a South Korean. You know, you you have uncles and aunts still separated by the parallel. I think there's wariness though because people say you know economically when Germany reassembled, it was they're saying it would be four times the economic burden than it was for a West German. To take on an East German, so that it will cripple the South Korean economy unless it is done in a way in which they have assistance. Yeah, and I'm sure all of the I, I, it's weird. I, we're gonna we're
1: gonna we're gonna hear from a couple of the Heritage, Heritage Foundation ghouls, um, but I'm relatively certain that right now, when they're wearing their sort of Raytheon cheerleader hat, they're saying, "No, this is a terrible idea. They must reunify because we might be able to, you know, engage in a glorious bombing campaign." And you know, wipe an entire sort of one of the most densely populated peninsulas in the world completely off the map for the sake of um,
2: flags, I guess. Um, as soon as yeah, I mean, Riley, let let's not let's not slag off that as an option Ooh. too early. I mean, because look, I'm I'm an unemployed man, right? I mean, I have no m- way of making money. My only chance, really, of getting gainful employment is being conscripted into a pointless, forever war in the Korean Peninsula. And you want to deny me that opportunity? <laughs> No, you have a podcast. You don't need a job. Nicolas
0: Cage will play you in a movie. How dare you?
2: He <laughs> play anyone in a movie? Um, no, he wouldn't. I'll Nicolas Cage. If the is money's <laughs> right. Nicolas Cage switches face with Kim Jong Un somehow. <laughs> no, Nicolas Cage is a great actor. I will not I hear steal the declaration of against. Korean independence. Look, anyone
1: who has anyone who is listening to this podcast who hasn't watched Bad Lieutenant: Port of Call New Orleans <laughs> has to <laughs> stop listening to this podcast and go watch Bad Lieutenant: Port of Call New Orleans. Perhaps one of the best films ever made.
0: Is that a sequel to something? Bad Lieutenant. Oh, okay. Because I was like, did someone come into a studio and just pitch that long of a title? (laughs) (laughs) Bad Lieutenant, go on. (laughs) What of (laughs) called? Is that it?
2: (laughs) Hang on a minute. Is... is... But which port?
0: (laughs) But which port?
1: (laughs) (laughs) What kind of lieutenant? Which port? of what type is it that's what we need to know that's the minimum amount of of knowledge for a title military oh no
0: honey that's a synopsis oh what (laughs) we done goofed
1: (laughs) we need what do we need we need a descriptor okay good we need a military rank got it we need a place okay we need the function of that place but we need to know specifically where on earth that type of place is otherwise what's the point of going to see the movie how do you know you're going to like it (laughs) i'm so sorry that's why i refuse (laughs) i refuse to see that fucking toy story movie i need to know plastic sheriff kids room and i don't know it looks like it's sort of set in the midwest plastic sheriff midroom illinois kids room illinois that's what i want to know that's all the basic information i need for a movie north korea we're talking about it i took us on this entire rip i don't even know what i'm doing anymore what i was what i was saying look that all of these like (laughs) we will <laughs> we'll be, like
0: shift, just sh- we'll be like shift of tone
1: <laughs> will uh, who are currently calling for the entire place to be obliterated in the name of respecting the flag as soon as it looks like there's about to be some reconstruction then you can i'm i'm, I'm calling it now they're all going to switch their tone to be like look we are going to need to make sure we unleash the power of the competitive market in north korea like they're going to be like look we're gonna, the only way they're going to be able to compete in the world stage is if we set up a company that harvests organs.
3: Well, I think also people are sort of giving the Donald in America a lot of stick for seemingly legitimizing, you know, what is a terrible regime. But, you know, 70 years of the threat of nuclear war and sanctions, and they're still standing. Yeah. So, you know, maybe it's time to try something new. And if, if the people of North Korea's life gets, you know, a minuscule better because the Donald's decided to shake hands with him for a photo opportunity. Surely that's a good thing.
0: I'm curious to find out, like, what is, first of all, is it OK for you to talk to, like, North Korean people that you met there about the political stance in the future or no?
3: Um, I guess it is. Yeah, I actually found that when I was in North Korea and the people I was with, you know, obviously you're minded and, you know, you're watched, but they're actually far more nuanced than you would imagine in terms of, you know, understanding what's going on with the outside world. I always think like one of the most reductive things we do is when we talk about North Koreans as people is, you know, they're always sort of like, these stepford Wive robots, you know, goose-stepping around on command and crying on cue rather than being, you know, individuals that understand any of the complexities and intricacies of the outside world. And actually, they do a little bit more than you would imagine. Um, and especially you know, when you deal with, like, diplomats. You know, they they love, like, you know, all of the English idioms and sort of talking about politics and stuff like that so actually there is more space to talk to them on more of a human level than than you would imagine rather than them just being portrayed as you know robots with wearing little pin badges sort of saying destroy the west you know like actually there is space to have constructive conversations i think
0: As I mentioned before the podcast, like I am in no way equating our experiences. I never would. (laughs) But like when I came to South Korea, the high, like the craziest thing to me was that again, as you mentioned, like because they see it themselves as the same people for them, they don't see them as enemies. If anything, for me, you know that like, classic sundance movie of like a bad sister and a good sister <laughs> and then like the good sister's like "Ugh, not again and then north korea is the one acting out but like it felt like they're constantly like they're they they are like oh we're gonna unite we're just waiting until we unite is that something an attitude that they have in north korea where they're like yeah we're definitely going to unite or no
3: i think so i mean they always talk about uh you know choreo you know the the one nation of korea them all <laughs> together and that they're you know, brothers or sisters or cousins who are, you know, of the same family of one who are, you know, um, pulled apart for for political reasons and external reasons rather than them not wanting to be together united as one nation. So I think they both want to be reunited. They both feel they would be reunited. I think the, you know, the discrepancy comes from how, you know, is it going to be with Kim Jong-un with his sweet fade leading us into the bright future or is it going to be you know President? Is it President Moon? That's yep. really bad. I can't remember the South Africa. Or is it President Moon? So I think, um, yeah, they're, they're both striving towards the same end. It's obviously just very different means in the middle. Mm.
0: Full name Sailor Moon, right? <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> I found the flag. I found one of the best flag
1: takes on there from um, someone who is is seen who it likes to resist the savagery of Trump. From someone who wants a, a who outwardly wants a better, more peaceful world. Uh, a Tandon, I, I wish I had a Nira Tandon klaxon. I do not. Uh, Nira Tandon uh, tweets: I'm just surprised everyone seems cool with the North Korean flag standing side by side with america the American flag. Why won't every murderous dictator seek nuclear weapons if this is the treatment they get after they do? How dare you have a bilateral summit where both Anybody countries can are print treating- out a
0: flag? <laughs> you can do this in your home, <laughs> listeners.
1: You no, know, uh, yeah? If Neera Tanden's so mad, why doesn't she just print out a whole bunch of copies of the Korean flag and arrange them all over her house underneath
3: copies of the American flag? Is that an American journalist? American uh, publication?
1: She's like a, a Neera Tanden is like a like a big time like Hillary uh, figure.
3: I just I, bought, I just never understand the fascination with well you know the sort of like deifying of flags. It's such it's a strange so it's such a strange thing. The you folding,
0: know? the burning, Jesus.
3: Yeah, I mean obviously in America you know the flag is this. Great symbol of something. I mean, I, you know, the St. George's flag is all right. You know, it's great, but it kind of—I don't, I don't think we feel the same way about it in England. you Put well. it
0: on Jerry Halliwell.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. She wore the flag. You know, there's our diplomacy. Send her in, yeah, American flag. <laughs> I think what this is
2: any anything to make Jerry Halliwell less visible. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is actually very
1: telling about the way that that anyone who tries to make politics about the flag is obviously being disingenuous. And you can, because any time the sort of conservative chud media sort of lashes out at the, you know, the NFL for, you know, not you know, sacrificing one player a game in honor of the flag and the troops. Right. Like every time that happens, then what they're really doing, they're not really expressing how much they love the flag. They're expressing how much, you know, they're they racist. just say, yeah, they're expressing how much they hate these damn ungrateful athletes who just happen to be black, you know. It's them expressing anger that someone dares defy them. And it's the same thing with fucking dumbasses like Neera Tandon, where all of a sudden she's someone who tries to set herself up in opposition to these like, you know, flag fuckers who are angry at that football. And, you know, now she's saying, ah, no, we can't make peace in the Korean Peninsula because of honoring the flag. It's like anyone who wants to honor the flag is trying to 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 see them bring that
2: reason to the North Koreans. We're very sorry, Kim. Actually, because of some problems to do with honoring our flag, we aren't able to do. Unless you stand at full salute, completely naked, (laughs) sing the national anthem in front of the flag, then we can we can get to talking.
1: It's like look, Trump is Trump has been a negative and mainly mainly negative and mainly murderous force. I mean. On the same day, Jeff Sessions announces that like n- asylum seekers of fleeing domestic violence and and other sort of similar situations are no longer going to be allowed in the United States, thereby making tons of asylum claims in the United States immediately um invalid and probably leading to many deaths. That is something that they also did today but for but people like Neera Tandon are unable to sort of, are, are sort of just fo- oh no the the flag uh, we're going we we hate this guy. And so we're going to say that it's because we love the flag because in having a bilateral summit uh, where any two countries would have their flags uh, equal, any two countries would have their flags sitting beside one another have in a summit. It's like, no, he did the normal thing. He didn't say, OK, you know, Kim, we can have a fla- We can have a summit, but you're going to have to be my footstool the entire time. <laughs> right. Like, you know, it, it, because he didn't say that. But
0: you have to wear one of Ivanka's purses. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we can. <laughs> right, chat. Try, the North Korean flag can be there, but Trump has to wear it as a bib. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to eat him on Ribs Day.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Right? Like, and, so that's, and so there's just, there's so, they're, they're, you can, anyone who's apoplectically angry about the use of a flag is always trying to act as a wallet inspector.
3: Like, wait, wait, it's, it's strange that the idea that a, a, a flag is more important than someone, potentially a human being losing their life. Mm. Like, why is that more important? I don't understand. I I, I think I it's, I feel like that's uniquely American thing.
1: Mm. Well, they they do worship their flag there, on, yeah, and that's the thing. Of all, I'm not gonna say both sides do it because there are three sides. The two sides that are to ru- the right of everyone on this show do <laughs> love the flag. <laughs> um,
0: but the other yeah, it's weird not to bring up um Otto Warmbier, but to bring yeah. up the flag.
3: Well, yeah. Like even
0: I, then, I could be like, oh, okay, well, this is a reasonable thing to say. I
3: stayed in the same hotel as him, where he tried to steal the um, oh god, the thing, yeah. uh, steal the poster, or whatever he tried to steal. There's, was, it was like a massive hanging poster that was over the place where you go in for your breakfast, and he obviously just tried to rip it down and steal it. And I mean, obviously, what happened to him is absolutely awful. You know, young guy, to like, merch <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's something I can relate to. Well, no, it's it's weird because actually, I think there's actually like. There's quite an important point with that as well, in the sense of, you know, Otto Warmbier was, you know, what was he, like 22 years old, you know, a young, probable, I think he was like an evangelical Christian, you know, American um, kid, for want of a better term. And there's these strange sort of touring companies, which effectively portray North Korea as this sort of silly place where you can come and take selfies with, you know, funny dictators and come to a place you know where Christianity's banned, and you can spread the good word, and it's all a bit silly and fun. But then actually not making you aware of the consequences if something goes wrong, you know, especially in a country where you have no diplomatic rights, you know, where you know you know that there's miscarriages of, of uh, you know in terms of people, where you can actually die if you do something wrong. I think actually, you know it's so bad that um that, that touring companies are allowed to operate things like that where it's like just come and have a silly fun time without making people aware of the consequences
1: so yeah he, he, it, the idea it, it is that sense of american exceptionalism where you feel like you can go to you can go to a juche country mm. and you can be like
3: i'm going to fuck about yeah yeah and there's no consequences because america yeah because you know, exactly because
0: also, it's not okay for him to die, right? Can we just. Of course
3: not. Okay. No, tragic- <laughs> no, no, absolutely okay. tragically sad and not, by no means, you know, for, for a tragic loss of life of a young person. My, my, where I want to try and lay blame is, is for the companies, companies that effect- effectively are you know enticing young shall we say naive people who don't understand the consequences and the realities of places in the world like north korea saying come over and have a silly fun time but you know not you know not making them aware that actually you you do have to you know abide by a set of rules or if you get in the shit we're not going to be able to get you out you know you're going to have to spend probably a minimum year doing some hard labor you know and, and i think that is actually criminal But terribly sad that he, you know, he died. I mean, that's awful.
1: And I think it's, it's, this is actually a very difficult thing to, this is a very difficult thing to talk about where on the one hand you have to understand, right? Like only like 10 dumb tankies online think that, you know, North Korea is a good place to, I think is a good place to live that you'd want to live. And that is like your hero in the struggle against American imperialism. But I think it's also shout out to all ten of our listeners. I think it's also, I, but it's also important to realize, right, that like the they have in in terms of foreign policy, they've acted entirely reasonably, right? Like it, it's not like these people don't. It's not like Kim doesn't look and see what happens when you get if you're a very friendly with the United States and get rid of your of your weapons. I mean, uh, Muammar Gaddafi was uh, famously was brought back into the fold of. Um, into the fold of nations uh, when he agreed to denuclearize and then uh nothing very good happened to him or at the same time yeah. you look at um you lo- you look at, at 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 Iraq right like it, it maybe if they'd had a nuclear weapon they wouldn't like that country wouldn't be dust now whose main export was like beheading videos
3: yeah i mean like if you're kim jong un you'd be thinking you know, it's everyone's very talking production about production values on those videos, though. <laughs> people, you know, people talk about you know Kim agreeing to you know complete denuclearization. But if you're Kim Jong Un and you're looking at it from the perspective of you know I'm a North Korea enthusiast in terms of the regime, well, look at what happened to Saddam Hussein when he you know supposedly gave his weapons up. Look what happened to Gaddafi. You know, this didn't end well for these guys. Even Assad is you know sort of holding on. So actually, what is the benefits? if you're trying to maintain your juche way of life of giving up your nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. And i also think as a secondary thing for me one of the, my main motivations to go to north korea and spend time there and you know be involved with it is because for me i don't see enough of a separation in when people talk about north korea between the regime and the people. You know 24 million people didn't choose to be born north of the 38th parallel and i think to just sort of portray them all as robots is really dehumanizing and actually it's one of the strangest but also most interesting places that i've ever been you know and actually there's a lot of commonality there as well as just fuck me this is alien yeah can
1: you talk a little more about that
3: yeah um i mean i i still remember vividly my first official meeting when i got to north korea you know you land and you know if you're landing at heathrow the first person you sort of see is wearing you know fuzzy earmuffs and wearing a high-vis jacket, whereas the first person I saw was wearing a monstrously enormous hat and had an AK-47 sort of like ushering you this way. I was like, well, I'm finally here now.
0: That's what I wore to prom.
3: (laughs) And then I kind of- Truly monstrous (laughs) hat. I I, I met my like minders and my tour guides and my translators and all this stuff because they had invited me to come. And, uh, you know, I got ushered into this strange build. Everything is far too big in North Korea. It's, you know, it's enormous and doesn't need to be. Um, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's I a it's true say. Yeah, say, a, lot, a lot of places we can go with that
1: but, uh, I was I gl- mostly
3: going to go down a real
1: estate route <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, they, but they ushered me into this room and this, this enormous table and there was this sort of leader of, of the delegation of people who were meeting me and sort of was in charge of me and I had this um, my translator who spoke perfect English you know spoke English probably better than I do said to me Mr. Jong would like to ask you a question about your life in the West So I was thinking, oh Christ, here it comes, you know, you running dog, you know, capitalist pig, all of this stuff, you know, what's it like living a life of sin? So I'm, you know, you know, preparing my answer, thinking in my head, what's it going to be? And she said, Mr. Jong would like to know, (laughs) is it true you eat bread with every meal in the West? (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't know what to do. And um, I just sort of thought about it for a minute. And I said, yes, it is true, Mr. Jong. Is it true you eat rice with every meal in the East? And He sort of, you know, did that sort of stern North Korean face, oh, yes, yes, we do. And I really felt, you know, after that we were friends and that kind of, you know, segued <laughs> into the rest of the trip. And um, but yeah, it's, it's not a place where uh, you're constantly told to admonish the sins of your evil capitalist Western lifestyle. I mean, sometimes you are.
0: I can't relate and- because I don't eat carbs. <laughs>
3: yeah. And hey, maybe we should. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Maybe we should we maybe we should be admonished for some of those no, sins. I so I don't have you ever been to Vietnam where they have the American uh, the War of American War the Museum of American War Crimes. Oh
0: my God! My mom told me about that. It's crazy. So they have a
3: similar one in, in North Korea, and they I got was given a guided tour with this woman, you know, wearing full, um, you know, uh, uniform, and she's taking us round, and um, she's telling us, and this is where we shot down, you know, like ten million US planes. You know, it's all complete bollocks. And um, we get to the end of the tour, and she said, "If you'd now like to take a moment to admonish yourself for the sins of your forefathers, you may do so." (laughs) (laughs) It's my king. I I say that at
2: the end of sex. (laughs) I will do that.
1: Yes, (laughs) I mean it's this is again. You also don't don't forget. It's not like you know. I I can't imagine if the U.S. Army flew in tomorrow, they would particularly be greeted as liberators because I think it's quite clear in the in the Korean in Korean memory. That we have dropped or we the us has dropped millions of tons of bombs of napalm on on this peninsula has essentially put it in a state of like you know destitution for the last seventy years and you know is is now saying, hey, guess what can't you wait for us to come in and get back involved mm. um, yeah and so I, I think there is, there is this there is this idea that that these are these are that the, that the, that the much it 's very easy for Americans, especially like Heritage Foundation goons um, and defense and like defense industry intellectuals, to imagine the populations of other countries have totally have, have personalities that are one of two things, sometimes both at once. You see it with Iran as well, mm. where the imagination where they imagine either this is a population that's crying out to be liberated by America specifically so that they, can, they too can have private health care or. It's a population that is um, working in lockstep all together to destroy America, and I, I see both. I see both of those sort of stereotypes represented with uh, reactions to the deal that Trump has managed to make.
3: Well, I think also when it comes to North Korea, it's. It, I think people. Ref- feel like every single north korean wants the regime to topple and they're just waiting for america to roll in and save them but actually it's it doesn't work like that it's structured like any society not necessarily for them predicated on class like maybe it is here but it's done by a system of called Songbun, which is basically your position in society is uh is um predicated by your perceived loyalty to the regime so if you're a member of the party and you're living it up in Pyongyang and you're the son of some general, you're probably living quite a good life, you know, as being part of that regime. If you're someone who's not allowed to be in the party, you're essentially, you know, a serf in a field toiling, breaking your back and then you die. Then you probably do feel like, actually, I want, you know, the regime to topple and for it to change. But it's not one or the other, I don't think.
1: Well, it's... As I think many hawks would prefer that it were um, they have but it were just one or the other.
0: Well, that is very similar to um, as my parents were born and raised in the Soviet Union. That's very that's very similar to the Soviet thing of money not really doing the talking, but more your social standing doing the talking and like your connections.
3: Yeah, and and but it all it all comes down to being a member of the party. So you're not automatically a member of the Workers' Party if yeah, you're yeah, North Korea. Yeah, and then Korea. in the Soviet
0: Union you had to apply and yeah. sometimes the interviews and you would just not be so, part of it and then you would, like, wouldn't like get a job.
3: I mean, like it, it, it's kind of like you have, it, I guess it almost the the most important class for want of a better way of terming it is the middle because the top people who are the sons of the diplomats and the generals, they're always going to live the life of Riley. They're going to have a great time You've got the people who are literally just serfs in the field who are going to have a terrible life. It's those people that have the opportunity to go to university to become a member of the party or a shunned, you know, because one of the sort of um, awful things they have in North Korea is they have a grandfather clause in terms of um, if you commit a crime. So if someone commits a crime in your family, not only are you guilty, but the next two generations of your family are guilty so as to weed out the criminal gene for once of a better way. So it's like the grandfather
0: clause for me is um, a loophole for me to cheat on my boyfriend.
3: <laughs> what if you had a grandfather
1: <laughs> two generations ago, you can cheat on your boyfriend?
0: No, I just can fuck grandfathers. <laughs> <laughs> only if
2: you wear your cat claws. <laughs> 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 Meow. Olga will not only peg you, she'll peg your children and your children's children.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's how far reaching my dildo is.
2: <laughs> it fucks through time. It's I've like Brazilian
0: them. barbecue. I just <laughs> <laughs> that, did,
2: that did weirdly that did weirdly have the sound almost of like an official North Korean government statement, like the far-reaching dildo of justice. <laughs> <laughs> And it's righteous vengeance. But
0: I mean, one thing about the liberating thing, the paradox of the liberating is like, we will liberate you as Americans by destroying your country, but then we won't let you <laughs> into ours. Yeah. Like, th- the internal logic of that is so
1: warped. Especially given that, like, both of those kind of happened today. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, exactly. <laughs> like,
1: like, but, like, It's like, hey, w- w- go, you
3: stay, <laughs> uh, but don't be how you were. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop Everything, including moving, freeze. <laughs> Did you see that weird thing um, where it was like Trump made the little gag to the photography? Was like make us look thin and great, and you know, that's not make... a gag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then, like face Kim Jong Un's face. I don't believe that Kim Jong Un doesn't speak English. I think he speaks. That's my theory. I think he speaks quite good English, but just can't be asked to talk.
0: Yeah, how does he communicate with Dennis Rodman?
3: Well, they have translators basketball. and stuff. But yeah, basketball as well. He's big. He's Teleprosy. a big Chicago Bulls fan. <laughs> But you um, and yeah, yeah, no, but could see Kim Jong-un's face kind of linking. What, what, what the fuck is this guy talking about? You know, like and to me that just he, he understood what you know what Donald Trump was saying was completely bizarre. Make us look sexy, make us look thin. You know, what the fuck? <laughs> yo, yo,
1: yo, I'm I'm tr- I'm here trying to get a new Tinder profile picture. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really excited that even Donald Trump has body image issues. <laughs> <laughs> um but look I
2: Oh, my God. Kim-, Kim Jong-un is married to the Love My Curvy Wife guy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy fucking sucks. God, I wonder what that guy's doing right now. That I mean, his life was ruined by that. But.
1: Every no, day. he keeps doing it. He, keeps, keeps he did one the other day. He doubled down, Why? did he? No, he's tripled down. He Jesus keeps Christ. doing it all the time.
0: Every morning of my life, I wake up thinking, like, imagine his wife walking into his room after finding it online and be like, "What the fuck? <laughs> you think I'm fat?" Yeah.
2: <laughs> I love, you should be so yeah. lucky,
1: like D- Donald Trump. I love my curvy dictator. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I, I, wo- I just have to read everything he says in the voice of Johnny Sack. people say my My wife's fat i gotta have them whacked it's a matter of respect (laughs) Um, but actually the um
1: there are a couple of things i want to i want to hop to before we uh before we carry on totally um which is the second half of the Nira Tandon tweet which is just brilliant why won't every murderous dictator seek nuclear weapons if this is the treatment they get after they do being just generally respected and not just played hardball with like the obama administration did for eight years accomplishing nothing or in the case of the of the iran deal accomplishing something that was immediately torn up
0: is the treatment taking a picture with donald trump uh, because that's what every person in trump university
2: got? <laughs> i mean with a
0: cut out of trump but still
2: <laughs> right like that's oh yes you get to meet donald trump what a fucking reward did you, the, the one was just doing the little thumbs up to kim jong-un
3: yeah yeah (laughs) i I enjoyed that nice
2: work buddy it's it's nice that they bring the kids out now when's the guy getting here
1: (laughs) (laughs) really it's the why won't every murderous dictator seek nuclear weapons if this is the treatment they get after they do well it's
0: i don't know politics (laughs) maybe is why also i'm pretty sure every murderous dictator does seek nuclear power (laughs) doesn't he i mean i'm sure they wouldn't turn it down
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like oh no if i hang it's like you just someone's like walking into like walking out walking to like Ramzan Kadyrov and it's like, hey, you could split away from Russia. We're going <laughs> to give you your own nuclear weapon. You could have your own thing. Uh, and then he's like, no, I want to meet Trump.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <I> nuclear want- <laughs> weapons or a
1: photo with Trump. Yeah, just, like, These, no, I just want uh, the shape of you to go triple platinum. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are just, just wonderfully stupid. Um, especially because the one of the articles I'm using as a reference for this uh, is on a uh, liberal publication of uh, Vox. So shouts out to, to Maddie Glacius and Ezra Klein. Um,
0: my melt Gods.
1: Shout shouts out shouts out shouts out to my boys, the the old school fam, the the young guns, uh specifically who really want the guns mm-hmm. aimed back at North Korea. So the actual agreement uh it comes in four parts. It's that the U.S. and DPRK commit to establish new U.S. DPRK relations in accordance with the desire of the peoples of the two countries for peace and prosperity. The U.S. and the DPRK will join their efforts to build a lasting and stable peace regime on the Korean Peninsula. Reaffirming the April 27, 2018 uh, Panmunjom Declaration, the DPRK commits toward the complete denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. And the U.S., U.S. and DPRK commit to recovering POW and MIA remains, including the immediate re- repatriation of those already identified. And I think the only take that we should actually listen to uh, on the effectiveness of this particular um, sort of agreement framework is that of the South Koreans, uh, which follows now. So this, this, this article in, in Vox, uh, so shouts out Matt Iglesias and Ezra Klein. Um, <laughs> yeah, Olga really wants to fuck as Klein for some reason. I mean, you maybe you could you could. Do you think you could turn him left wing with pegging? You love pegging.
0: I love pegging.
3: That's why I first listened to this show. Because <laughs> pegging. Because G- oh, it's pegging. pegging. Oh yeah. Look. And
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> She's pointing left. <laughs> she- <laughs> um. So. I just pointed to the scientist plus-size Barbie that I have in my home that has a strap-on on on it.
2: I I always like to imagine that that's actually like a real production Barbie that was made in like the late late 90s in a misguided attempt to produce a feminist Barbie. If you enjoyed business Barbie, you'll love pegging Barbie. (laughs) (laughs) It is very much, she is very much all business. Pegging um, Barbie comes with an additional hobbling ken in this new gift set.
1: The This, this Vox article, I won't read from it too much, uh, but just to point a few things out. Number one, uh, the biggest policy change that Trump actually unveiled was that the US will halt joint military exercises with South Korea, um, which they basically used to put military pressure on North Korea. Now, if your framework of your agreement commits to uh, working towards peace and prosperity, it kind of makes sense that you would stop um, Joint military exercises.
0: Unrelated, not to be confused with pegging Barbie, the lesbian punishment <laughs> porno. Um, and that, Milo, that was for
1: you. And that look, and that they say that look. Oh, Trump has made this concession without getting anything remotely comparable from Kim in return. Despite the fact that one of the main principles is the complete denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula.
3: and also I think it's important to remember that um, symbolism is really powerful for North Korea. So the fact that yes, it's just war games and, you know, exercises. The fact that if you say that you're going to stop doing that, that probably is far, has far more weight in North Korea than it does for people in America because, you know, they're so big on their imagery and symbolism and actions that the fact that they're not doing that, actually, that is a, that is a big breakthrough, I think. Because if you do do that, then it's all about, it's all about North Korea saving face, isn't it? And
1: exactly. It's the, and I think a lot of the the liberal, the liberal commentators, the especially the liberal ones, the ones who are angry that, that the American flag was placed on, on equal footing with the Korean flag and the fact that um, and, and, and simply the fact that like they shook hands, you know, and, and these are the ones who are saying that like, ah, we're going to put aside our 60 year old ally and friend in South Korea um, sh- uh, showing, I think, in just such complete such complete ignorance that this is this this was this was one of the one of these guys one of these sort of liberal professors robert kelly the guy whose kid ran in on him um in the in
3: that viral oh, yeah, yeah. but he's saying that the this guy who's definitely not wearing any trousers in those videos yeah. as well it's just suit done up to 11 but he's definitely not wearing trousers
2: <laughs> the kid's like dad what are you doing with barbie get out of here son <laughs>
1: I'm saving the world. No, He's saying that we're casting aside our 60 year old, our 60 year ally and friend, despite the fact that if you listen to earlier in this episode, you'll hear the president of South Korea say, this is basically a good thing. It's like, no, it's a bad thing. You don't know. We need war, 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 war.
3: Yeah, it's bizarre. It's completely nonsensical to say that South Korea would be anti-Trump and Kim meeting. Anything that you know, looks like it's going to foster more of an environment of peace on the Korean Peninsula. It's surely a good thing for South Korea as well, especially if you look in the recent weeks, the friendly relations between President Moon and, you know, Kim Jong un. Like, it, 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 it it's a good thing. Not I, I found that so hard to make that to see the up, plausible argument for well, being it's a like, bad thing. The,
1: it's like the near Tandans and the Robert Kellys of this world are just going into full goldfish brain mode because they've utterly forgotten that there is a broader air of refreshment that's happening on the peninsula that's followed an increase in tensions. It's almost as though there. Mm. It's almost as though liberal intervention isn't just the end all be all of foreign policy, and either we're going to sort of have an expanding version of the European Union or we're just all going to get nuked into dust by murderous yeah. dictators. It's like, if you really what? push the way they see the, the world, this is how, like, every, even the Heritage Foundation people and there is, like, near attendant. this is
2: how they all see the world. Guys, also, as ever, this is just history repeating itself because the pearl clutching over America's big, clever boy, Donald Trump, shaking hands with Kim Jong-un really only serves to remind me of my favorite incident of, I want to go with, like, 2003 maybe 2002 when jack straw supposedly accidentally shook the hand of robert mugabe and then when it became a sort of weird controversy tried to get out of it by saying it was dark
0: no.
2: <laughs> one of the best things that ever happened in world I politics like, well, in my I, opinion. I
1: thought it was it was morgan like that's, that sounds like like you're, you're at like a swing party <laughs> like you just
3: you, you don't know whose hand you're shaking but but also I think it's it was at, it was at one of Silvio Berlusconi's parties but I also think the argument for North, for Donald Trump legitimising the North Korean regime like I'm not an expert or an analyst on North Korea I'm just you know I've been there and know a few North Koreans but If If you were, you would not be on this podcast. (laughs) But Bill Clinton had one of the generals to one of the North Korean generals in his White House when he was in power. And Jimmy Carter actually flew there, not when he was president, but actually flew there as a head of a delegation as a delegation into North Korea to negotiate the release of prisoners. So there is, you know, years and years of history of high ranking American diplomats and politicians engaging with the North Korean regime.
1: Not only that, right? Like, like these, these there also is years and years of history of uh politicians like Barack Obama and George H W Bush and George W Bush all going to like like or, or supporting like basically like fascist terrorist regimes throughout all of Central America. What about Noriega? You know, yeah. he's a bastard,
3: but he's our bastard.
1: Yeah, well it's like these it's like they're all going to be like no, no, it's 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 okay that Barack Obama it's it's okay that Barack Obama like You know, shook hands with Scar from the Lion King and then like, you know, had had, like Inspector Gadget, Inspector Gadget catapulted into the sun like that was that was different. That was smart diplomacy. But this rapprochement with a murderous dictator, this is bad for some reason.
3: I always think with North
2: Korea as Yeah, it's also like, what does what does legitimizing the North Korean regime mean anyway? Because it's like, well, they are the regime. So like you can either acknowledge it or not, but like whether or not you acknowledge it makes absolutely no difference to whether or not it is in fact the truth. <laughs> like.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like that, and also just I think it goes uh no pun intended, but hand in hand with like the flag things. Like we have these weird, like obscenely like obscene overreactions to rituals like flags and like handshakes. I mean a handshake is like a polite thing to do that's just what you do in society. We live in society. It's society. But it's just like we overassign meanings to like pieces of cloth. It's insane.
3: Also it's like um I I always enjoy looking at Twitter, you know, the, the dark never regions of Twitter when stuff like this happen, because you always have these people going, oh, well, that's a Mason handshake they just did, you know. This, <laughs> is, a, this is the Illuminati the at play here. <laughs> I was talking to some woman the other oh, day. Yes. I was talking to some woman the other day and she said, well, you know, of course, the, both Trump and Kim are Masons. And I was thinking, they're Masons. Yeah, I mean, that is such a small niche part of community to be a part of anyway that fucking Masons are running the world. It, 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 completely baffling.
1: Well, I think we shouldn't kid ourselves that sort of trump is doing this because he is genuinely interested in uh pursuing peace i mean I I, I I as much as i impugn his critics who are all all of whom are just the worst type of people who should be mercilessly denied a public platform um at the same time like you can't like it's it'd be foolish to imagine that you know, Donald Trump thought he was doing anything other than going to like, you know, a weird guns version of Disneyland while he was here.
2: <laughs> well,
3: right? he oh, yeah, self glorification, isn't it? The ability for him to turn around and go, Trump, "Well, I Trump managed to do something." Trump thinks North
2: Korea abomited. is a reality TV show, and that he went there to congratulate the winner, Kim Jong Un, <laughs> <who laughs> ate the most hot dogs, and that's why he won. <laughs> yeah,
1: that might genuinely be the case. You might be like, "Who is the? Who is this guy? Is this a cancer kid?"
2: <laughs> oh. I can imagine him saying to Kim Jong Un, "Be like, hey man, I hear you ate over four hundred hot dogs. I got a lot of respect for that. I did a similar thing myself once when I was fucking these two hookers back in the '80s." And then Kim Jong Un's like, "What?"
0: Uh. North Korea has now a Trump franchise. Well,
2: here's the thing: you, like, you, it's
1: like one massive golf course.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you can you can look at like you can look at what some of the things that that Trump has said. There are two that really leap out to me. Um, one is, look, the war games are very expensive and we paid for a big majority of them. We fly bombers in from Guam. That's a long time for these big, massive planes to be (laughs) flying from South to South Korea to practice, then drop bombs over the place, and then I'll go back to Guam. Look, I know a lot about airplanes. It's very expensive. (laughs) 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 Again, this... This is the this is the, this is the similar thing where it's like yeah we have to cancel the naval operations. Look, I had a lot of I've had a lot of great times on boats, and let me tell you, if we take out those guns, we could put in a lot more hot tubs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm of course referring to the time that he bragged about being in a boat orgy to the Boy Scouts of America,
2: which he did last year. Okay, look, my friend Jeffrey says he can get us a very good return <laughs> trip deal from Guam to Korea and back. <laughs> Look, I have a, there's
1: there's there's a good friend of mine, his name's Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> we could have a lot, we could be, look, I'm just saying, there are lighter things out there than bombs <laughs> to load to load up your plane with. Look, but so Trump is fundamentally a transactional person. He just he sees everything as a deal. The entire world is just deals. deals. Um and this is just another deal to him. He sees he sees it as a business deal, and he's like, Oh, we could we can save a bunch of money on um on fly- on on just not flying uh planes out anymore cuz he's just like oh we can save on gas we won't have to send a text message to the president of South Korea being like ask gas or grass like <laughs> we're not going to have to do that anymore it's going to be great and we're going to save on our phone bill i i just made two deals right like that's, uh, that's that's that is what's going through his head like we can't we can't imagine that he's some kind of like you know um, internationalist peacemaker no it's not it's def-
3: it's not you know You'd have to be very naive I think to accuse Trump of doing it for humanitarian reasons. You know, it's all about one-upmanship with him, isn't it? You know, yeah. you know, Obama could never do this, but yeah. with Donald, I'm going to do it, baby. You know, it's
0: it, so Just lead him to making doing good things. Make it, it seem like it's his idea. If he does
3: good things with terrible uh, you know, with sort of bad intentions in mind, well, there's still good things that are being yeah, done.
0: Yeah, yeah, no
3: 100%. So like I I'm I've got a pro- I'm got a problem with that, you know. Donald Donald, listen to me. Listen to me.
1: ICE, that, that Gestapo that is operating in America, that's like separating children from their families and like, you know, committing unspeakable, heinous violations. Obama significantly strengthened them. He that's actually increased latte. their power. Again, that's actually true. He did do that. Uh, so
3: maybe I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't buy the whole sort of like dichotomy of like Obama good, Trump bad. You know. No, I, don't, I don't think. Bastards. I don't think any of our listeners do no, either. <laughs> no, that's. Uh, yeah, that's certainly not one for this podcast fan base, is it? <laughs> it's um, more of a Vox readership. Yeah.
0: Uh, this podcast absolutely hates compromise.
2: (laughs) No, we're all about compromise. Most of our listeners think Trotsky was also Nate, please
0: delete that Boy Scouts of America bit, please. But leave in that
1: bit. So people wonder what it was.
0: Yeah. Perfect. 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 (laughs) And then they'll DM me and be like, are you single?
1: (laughs) Uh, Another, another, um, sort of brilliant, uh, Trump utterance in the, in the aftermath of this was saying that, look, um, North Korea as North Korea that maybe sanctions start to lift and international investment in North Korea is possible like quote they have great beaches you see that wherever they're exploding their cannons into the ocean I said oh boy look at that view wouldn't that make a great condo
0: as Zayn Malik once saying it's a paradise and it's a war zone thank and, you
2: and I explained I said Condo with a great view of generals being executed by artillery fire. And, and I explained. I said,
1: you know, instead of doing that, that you could have the best hotels in the world right there. Think of it from a real estate perspective. You have South Korea, you have China, and they'll land in the middle. How bad is that, right? It's great.
3: I mean, well, he's got... North Korea also, bizarrely, in different circumstances, would be a wonderful place to go on holiday. The temperature's there. You can go skiing in the winter. It's super cold, lovely mountains with snow. Very warm in the summer. They have lovely beaches. They've just, in the process of building, or maybe it's just come out, they've sort of built their version of Fort Park in their northern town of Wusan. Well, you're going to have to tell me a lot about that right now. Well, so unfortunately, I've not been there yet, although I did have an invite to go. But uh, yeah, effectively, it's Fort Park, North Korea. So some lovely slip and slides, playing around in the sea, intermingled with a bit of Juche messaging. So... For a lot of your listeners, it's probably actually their idea of heaven. Can you buy entry using nectar points? <laughs>
1: you get a little before you go on drop zone. You get a <laughs> yeah. little
3: loyalty test to see if the brakes go. It's perfect. I, I mean, yes, it's uh, well. Actually, if you go skiing in North Korea, you are taking your life in your own hands because they built this ski resort called Masikryong, which is kind of crazy, and uh, a lot of Japanese Russians um, Chinese go skiing. They're not very really many Westerners and they, you know, they tried to make it very Westernized. Lots of alcohol. All the signs are in English, but they built hey, Russians it. Russians go there. Yeah. Russians go there. Russians, Russians doing something insane. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> indulging in a authoritarian regime, but, um, they built this, uh, they built this, uh, ski resort, And unfortunately due to international sanctions, um, no country would sell them any ski lifts. So in the end, on whatever, I don't know what the black market of ski lifts. Yeah, they they ended up buying these 1960s Bulgarian ski lift casts off. So if you go skiing there, you are literally taking your life your own hands. Hell, yes. (laughs) Haven't, sadly yet. I can't (laughs) imagine how bad
2: the ski lift was in Bulgaria in the 1960s. But I'm going with bad.
3: Yeah, (laughs) I, I think the safety record is probably not the greatest.
2: I mean, what yeah. what more? I mean,
1: what more of a free song could you get? At, not just rushing down the, the
2: the hill, but also knowing that you just beat the odds.
3: <laughs>
2: I literally live, adrenaline. Yeah. Mr. Kim. We got these ski lifts from a, from a country at the forefront of technology, it, Yugoslavia.
1: <laughs> I think. Look as a. As, as a sort of concluding thought, I think the really telling line from that last line of trump it Trump said is, "Think of it from a real estate perspective, which he more or less is he doesn't he's not thinking of it like someone who wants to you know um, it, it, it engage in a glorious war and is willing to you know sex up a dodgy dossier to do it he's thinking of it from someone who's like, "Oh, I could probably corruptly make a few bucks off of the Korean Peninsula, but
2: I feel like look." If Trump is going to make another half million dollars but from like also it makes the idea of the idea of like regenerating a country through real estate is insane because like real estate has no inherent value like real estate is only as valuable as like the stuff that it's near so like just saying like, look, you have space in North Korea. It's like all countries have space. Like that's not a that's not like a thing you can make money out yeah, of. but it's undeveloped. Like it's relative. It's, it's, it's
1: relative it's like seashore is relatively undeveloped due to all the cannon fire. <laughs> or at least it's undeveloped in terms of, of valuable real estate. And I think the point I'm making is look, I'd rather no one owned any land privately. That would be my preference. Um but if like, you know, allowing Donald Trump to enrich himself slightly uh, comparative what he currently has uh, in exchange for like de-escalating a species-threatening um, a, a prospect of nuclear war. I'm basically fine with that.
0: I'm calling Love Island North Korea now.
3: <laughs> 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 That'd be oh, a great finally show. Finally some fucking Trump diversity on that show. New labor but also I think actually and I'm not an expert, again there's a, I have to put that in as a caveat, but the idea of sort of like free market principles in North Korea isn't as alien, I think, as people assume it is. You know, they've already started having these sort of um, market stalls which have run in a far more sort of capitalist way than just being assigned, here's your stall, here's your goods. You know, they're allowing people to make money. You have these special cards. So they're they're starting to open up and do more and more schemes which are are far more westernized. Hmm. Although, of course, it is still illegal to engage in capitalistic tendencies, as I found out with... um, you can pay for I got a coffee there once. This is a bit tangent, but I got a coffee there, a coffee and you can pay in, you know, in Wong, in yen, in Euros or in dollars, and I um overpaid and the woman didn't have enough change and she was really like worrying. I was like, you know, keep the change and she's like, No, 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 I can't so ended up giving me like a stick of gum because if she had kept, you know, the twelve cents change, that would be indulging in capitalist behaviour and is a criminal offence. Oh, wow.
1: The thing that you we have to look out for in in the it, it as if North Korea, if this goes well and North Korea does emerge more into the world economy, I think the thing that kind of makes me slightly well depressed about it is that I always sort of remember the statistic that the biggest single drop in living standards um, in recorded history was when the Soviet Union uh, broke up in the early 1990s, right? Like, because yes, life wasn't great, but at least all the things that made life bearable like like the fact that they had like at least some medical care were then immediately privatized and taken away from everybody. Mm. So like, I
0: completely don't think you know enough about this and I know much more about this, but I will not comment. I think the, I think, I like, obviously there, that wasn't a perfect way to do it, but I don't think that that is an argument to keep people enslaved. No,
1: it's not the argument to keep people enslaved. It's to, it's to un-enslave in such a way that doesn't just make them new slaves. I think slaves. it's
0: very easy to talk about it in such a way, and I think Russia is a particularly good example of how poorly it can be done, but also, when in history do you know a situation in which it was done well? The thing is, history doesn't know how to do it well. No. And we can theorize about it so much, there just isn't a perfect And the problem is, it's not
1: going to be, it's, unless all of a sudden, like, the core Western countries who are going to be managing this process, like, unless there's some kind of series of lightning strikes, and then we end up with, like, you know, Bernie Sanders and Jeremy Corbyn in charge of like two of the more powerful Western countries. And we sort of end up negotiating maybe a less free market based approach to the reintegration. You have to have people
0: like completely agree. Sorry, I'm quite passionate about the subject. I am doing a show about it at the Edinburgh (laughs) Fringe. But like I think or just you have to negotiate with people to agree to take kind of like cuts the way that West Germany did. Right. Mm. Like you need. To have people on board to like to lower their standard of living in order to improve somebody else's. Well,
3: I mentioned it earlier about the you know the economic burden for South Koreans if they were you know it's four times what West Germany was you know having East Germany join them. But I think there's a, a few key differentiators between you know North Korea and Russia. You know the main one being literally just the vast size of population difference. And also I think it's important you know North Korea clearly in it is, you know, the cousin of China, for one of a better word. You know, they're they're still closely aligned. You know, you could, you could make the argument that he went to see Li Jinping recently to get his orders for what he was to do when he was seeing Trump. So if North Korea was to, you know, enter the brave new world, it would have to be done, and it looks like it probably would be done with the assistance of China, South Korea, and America. And you'd like to think that with all of them combined, there'd be a way in which it was less disastrous than when the Soviet Union did it. I mean, maybe that's just wishful thinking on my part. But
0: I mean, well, China is theoretically halfway through or however long.
3: I so, said, but guys, there's nothing to
2: worry about because Russia's completely fine now. <laughs> <so> <laughs> in the end. Well, uh,
1: I think, and, and, and speculating as to how it will go is probably pointless. I hope it won't be too free market oriented. I think it probably will end up being pretty free market oriented.
0: Well, the way China's doing it is super free market oriented. Yeah, it's, it's basically capitalist, except it's. It, I mean, sure. Yeah, you can say that. Yes, mm. but like, I suppose that's a less shocking way to get out of it, right? Oh, no, it's
1: going. It's going to be capitalist, which is going to be bad. But I'm trying to say the good thing is, is that I mean, at least we won't get annihilated in a nuclear war. So
3: they have a casino in North Korea. So they're already indulging in some capitalistic tendencies. I've actually, Ooh. I had quite a weird experience there, in the North Korean casino um so it's in the it's in the bottom of actually, i don't know if i should be talking about this it's probably not allowed but fuck it i'd say it anyway so it's in the bottom of a hotel and i you know walk in you know looking very western and it's a bunch of north koreans and chinese people all playing games around tables with they had like someone sitting in like a tennis umpire chair looking over the tables and as i walked in like everyone just stopped and looked at me like who the fuck is this guy so i was like i panicked was like right i need to play a game So I went up to a table where there was no one there and there was just a female croupier you know, wearing a uniform and there was like hieroglyphs hieroglyphics like on the table. I had no idea what this game was so I put down like hurriedly put down like 10 US dollars and you know there was no cards there was no dice nothing was spun like she literally just waited two seconds put her hands on the 10, 10 US dollars just looked me straight in the eyes just goes you lose. And I was like oh i should probably Shall i spin again no i should probably leave Ah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
3: yes the wallet inspector game yeah
1: god oh. well i think that's gonna about do us uh for today this north korea super special uh so um thank you to jake
3: for coming on thank you very much for having me it's been a, uh, been a where blast. do people find your work um, so I've done a lot of stuff with Vice and with BBC. Um, you can get me on Twitter at the Jake Warren. I had to be the Jake because there's already a more vastly famous, a more famous Jake Warren. Sadly, what's what he be- up to? So, he, so he's a. He's, Why he come here? Today? He's a minor royal, actually. So he goes to the royal weddings and in his. Um, I think he's like a horse racing trainer or something. So he's far eclipsed me. Does Does
2: he have a fat wife that he loves anyway? <laughs> <laughs> I hear that's
3: the way to get famous these days. That's (laughs) what I'm grinding at.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, um, our theme song is Here We Go by Ginseng. You can find it on Spotify uh, if you want. Or, and also you can do the other thing, which is you can commodify your descent with a shirt from Lil Comrade. Uh, In any case, thank you very much. And we will see you. Indulge in that capitalist tendency. We will see you next time. I know that's kind of ironic, isn't it?